0: Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrolment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, And laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, be not afraid for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from them into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
1: Think about those three presents. But first of all, let's think about what all the angels said together when they were praising God. They said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. Can you see a present in those words? well, okay, you meant to say no, <laughs> but I've got a present that needs unwrapping. So who can unwrap the present? Would you like to come out and unwrap it and show everybody what's inside? You can tell I wrapped it because it's not very neat, is it? But You've been practicing, haven't you? <laughs> look inside the box. So you should just be able to open the box up, I think. There's just a little bit of uh, tape on there. Fantastic. Well, that's for you, but there's a piece of paper in there, and can you open the paper and uh, show us what it says? you hold it up for everyone to see? Okay. So I think one of the presents that the angels were talking about is peace. Now, are you able to do another little job for me? Yeah? Because I want us to try and understand what peace is. Now, can you put those on and tell me what you can hear? They might be a little bit tight, but if you're careful you won't... Uh... So what did you hear? Nothing! absolutely nothing. That's right. And that's what those are for because I use those if I have to do a a job which is very noisy. Um, And they're they're, they're meant so that you hear nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, you see, what I I have problems with is that often when you get things like Christmas cards and they talk about the peace of Christmas, I think often we think of, of peace and quiet, don't we? You know, we think of uh, of trying to stop the noise. And, uh, you know, we get those nice little Christmas scenes with all the snow, and you think, oh, how peaceful. And you think of peace and quiet. Now, hands up if your mum and dad look like that on Christmas morning. <laughs> Fantastic. That's how it should be. Yeah. But, you know, the peace that the angels brings is not peace and quiet. That's not what they're bringing us at all. The peace they're bringing us is different. And it's really important. It's all to do with making friends. Making sure that we're no longer enemies. Because if you're an enemy, then you don't get on with somebody, do you? And peace here is peace with God. Now, you probably don't think you're an enemy of God, but you could be, and the important thing is to bring peace between ourselves and God. Now, this one is really for the grown-ups, just to make sure they're still awake, and I wonder if they can tell us who these people are. I can tell you that that's Winston Churchill... Yeah, Stalin, and who's in the middle? Truman, Truman, right? And do do you know why those people got together? (laughs) To make sure that peace happened after the Second World War. Now, here's a slightly more difficult one. And you can see they're all very happy because they've tried to bring peace. Yeah? Sadat? and Jimmy Carter. This was a little while back. I remember this. I was a little bit younger in those days. But uh, this was peace in the Middle East. Now, unfortunately, peace hasn't lasted in the Middle East. But this was peace between Israel and Egypt. And you can see that everybody is very happy because people don't like having to be at war with each other. Well, one of the great messages of the Bible is the message of peace. And that's why the angel brought peace in those words that they sang to glorify God. And, you know, these two verses here are probably the most important verses in the whole of the Bible. Uh, Indeed, Martin Lloyd-Jones, the the great preacher of the last century, uh, he used to say that these were the two most important verses in the whole Bible because they tell us that through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. And that's really, really important because it means that we are now God's friends through Jesus Christ. We're no longer enemies. We have peace, which means that we aren't at odds with God. And... uh, some other verses, I mean there's lots and lots of verses about peace in the Bible, but this one I think is also important because it tells us that God actually made peace through the cross of Jesus Christ. So God put all his glory into the Lord Jesus Christ while he was in this, on this earth and brought us together and made peace on the cross. And we should always remember at Christmas time that, yes, we celebrate the baby Jesus in the cradle, but we also celebrate Jesus of the cross. And the reason Jesus went to the cross was to make peace between ourselves and God. And that's a wonderful present, isn't it? Well, thanks for helping. That's our first present. So um, we've got two more presents yet, but I think we've got some other things to happen. So, do try and remember what we've said there. It's really important um, and try and understand it. It's all about making friends with God. And Jesus is the only way that that's been possible. And that's why Christmas is such a wonderful time because God made peace through the cross of Jesus Christ. I think it's time for the second present. <laughs> Now, we're looking at the words of the first angel who spoke to the shepherds. Remember, the shepherds were very afraid when they saw the angel, but the angel said, don't be afraid, and then said these words, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Now, there are two presents there, two presents. Who's going to help me find the first one? Would you like to come out? Right. Are you good at opening presents? Fantastic. I love the ripping of the paper. Oh, thank you fantastic. Got to be tidy here. Oh, yes. Rip the box open. And what's inside? Well, there's something for you in there as well. Don't forget that, will you? (laughs) But can you open that and show everybody? right. Hold it up high. Yeah. Fantastic. There we go. Saviour. Now, don't go away, because I need your help a bit more. You can see what Santa didn't bring me for my Christmas present, can't you? (laughs) My cartridge has almost run out. So, it's saviour, but what does a saviour mean? Can you do a bit of dressing up? Can you put that on and show people? Or would you rather not? You'd rather not. Okay. (laughs) Now, does that give us a clue about what a saviour does? Protects, yes? Now, somebody said a very important word there. Rescues. Yeah, a saviour rescues. And this would be something that would rescue you if you fell into the water. Yeah? So that's really good. You don't have to keep wearing it if you don't want. Shall we take it off again now? But that's, uh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> I'm not very good at this, am I? Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So, you wouldn't believe this. This belonged to our Stephen, you know, the big lad. <laughs> He's a bit big for it now. Um, so yes, we think about a saviour, uh, that's, sorry, that's the second present, and uh, a saviour is someone who comes to rescue us, and, and here we've got a boat that would go and rescue somebody who was at sea in trouble, and uh, maybe what would happen is that they would have to rescue them out, out of the water, uh, and, and maybe they'd be wearing one of those uh, life jackets. Um, I really liked that picture when I was looking for rescues. Who, who likes dogs? Yeah? Lots of people like dogs, and I think that's a fantastic dog because that's a rescue dog. And can anyone guess where that dog is going to do some rescuing work? I could hear lots of mumbles. I can't hear many words. Come on. Out of the snow, maybe up a mountain? Yeah? Well, there's another kind of dog that's really, really important for rescue, and that's in the, the next picture. And uh, you can see the dog there, just about. And you see there's lots and lots of, uh, of rubble. Uh, a house has fallen down because there's been an earthquake. And, and you know, the problem is with an earthquake is that uh, sometimes people get trapped inside and they can't escape. And uh, the dog's very useful because dogs have very good noses and they can find people by sniffing them, yeah? Yeah? Um, And so, when they're rescuing people from earthquakes, they often have special dogs to look for the people. And people need to be rescued because they can't do anything about it themselves. They're stuck under all this rubble, and uh, they can't rescue themselves. Uh, And you know that's just like you and me? We're stuck, and we can't rescue ourselves because we're under a pile of something, not rubble, but we're under a pile of what we call sin. And sin is all about the bad things that we do, but most importantly, sin is when we stop thinking about God, when we don't care about God. That's the worst part of sin. And the trouble is, just like here, People can't rescue themselves. We can't rescue ourselves either. There's nothing that you and I can do to rescue ourselves from sin. So we need someone to rescue us. We need a savior. And uh, the Bible tells us this it tells us that um, the wages of sin is death. That means that the sin is so, we've got so much sin on us that we, we run the risk of, of being killed by it, just as when people have houses fall upon them. Uh, In earthquakes, they run the risk of of being killed by that, but God has given us the great gift of Jesus Christ, who is our Saviour, who rescues us from that sin in the same way that people get rescued from the rubble of an earthquake. And just as people can do nothing to get all of that rubble off them, we can do nothing to get the sin off of us, but Jesus Christ has done it for us, and what's more, it's one of the great gifts of God. So it's one of those presents that the angel tells us about. And uh, the other thing to remember here is that because Jesus has saved us, we're told that if we believe in the Lord Jesus, and these are words that Jesus himself spoke, he said, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, that's God, if you believe in God, then you can have eternal life and you will not be condemned for your sin. And that means then that you have crossed from death to life. And when you rescue someone, you take them away from death and bring them into life. And that's what Jesus has done to you and me. He's rescued us from death, the death of sin, and he's brought us into life. And uh, one of the great things is that not only has God saved us from our sin, but he saved us for something very special. And he saved us for eternal life. And we read these wonderful words in Revelation that says, one day when um, the world is finished and Jesus returns and we are in heaven, there will be no more night, there will be no need... There will not be need for light of a lamp or light of the sun, for the Lord God himself will give us that light. And it says they will reign forever and ever. And do you know who they are? It's you and me. We as God's people will reign forever and ever because we've been saved. We've been saved from our sin. We've been brought from death into life. So I'm sorry if that was a little bit complicated for some of the younger ones, but it's a very, very important message. Anyway, we'll carry on. We've got one last present left. So see if you can work out what that might be. You thought it would never happen, we've come to our final present now, can we find another present in those same words and who's going to help me with the last present, would you like to come yep yeah. right, can you open that one for me are you good at opening presents as well Yeah, down on the ground, this one. That's a good tactic. You can get the present open more quickly if you put it on the ground. right. Fantastic. Now, that's a good present, isn't it? That's full of loads of things. But can we have the the piece of paper next? Can you uh, show people that? And I might need you to help me a bit later on, if you, if you don't mind staying as well. All right, can you hold that up high? Here we go. We've got joy. Yeah? Now, we're going to try and work out what joy is, and then we're going to say a little bit about joy, and I might need a bit more help in a minute. So, would, would you like some chocolate? Would you like a present? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> Things don't always go according to plan, do they? (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're talking about joy, and uh, that's our third present. And uh, one of my first questions is, is joy the same as happiness? Um, And I think the answer is no, but I'll try and explain why. Um, And here you've got uh, two things associated with Christmas. We've got the the Christmas uh, lunch, or Christmas dinner, if you like to call it, whichever. Uh, and the Christmas cake, and and that's great. Um, it's my favourite meal of the year. I really look forward to Christmas dinner. It, it's I just I just love all the things. Uh, and I have to say, I'm a little bit greedy at Christmas as well. I, I have a big plateful, and I enjoy eating that meal. But you know, when I've finished it, I've got to wait for a whole year to have it again. And I'm happy while I'm eating it, but happiness is only for the moment it doesn't last it's not something that is forever is it it's it's just a it's it's here and then it's gone uh, and it's good to be happy but happiness doesn't last because now i'm waiting for another year before i can be really really happy about a meal again and that's a little bit sad isn't it um but sometimes when we're happy we celebrate and uh, did you have any balloons at christmas hands up if you had balloons at christmas Oh, maybe I come from strange parts, but there we go. Um, And and you know, when you celebrate, you do all sorts of things, and uh, I don't know if the person who was helping me is able to help celebrate. I can assure you this has never been used. This is a brand new one. Would someone like to help me celebrate? Right. Because I'm not sure how to use these. Does any, do, you know, do you know how to use one of those? Can you show everybody how to celebrate? <laughs> oh dear. It could be that it's a broken. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> may, maybe you can help make. Can you make a, a noise like one of those? You know, sort of. Bah. Fantastic. Brilliant. So we, we celebrate, and we've just celebrated automatically there, haven't we? We all clapped, you know. Um, and people celebrate, they wave flags, and it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Um, and sometimes we do this as well. Is anybody going to a firework display on New Year? Yeah? Do you have things like that around here? I'm sure you do. I've seen them myself. So. Um, and I, I apologize for this. I, don't, I know nothing about football, so I don't know if this is anybody in particular. But all I wanted was just to show that people celebrate uh, when they've scored a goal. And it's, I want to think about games just for a moment, because uh, in the Bible, Paul tells us this, uh, which is quite important, because it tells us the difference between happiness and joy. Uh, because Paul says that everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training, and they do it to get a crown that will not last. And if you think about that, that's really true. You saw that person who had just scored the goal with that ridiculous face, and they'd slid on the grass. Um, but as soon as you've scored a goal, what happens then? You, you, you're ready for the next one, aren't you? And you keep scoring goals until you're too old to score goals, uh, and, and you can't always be happy because you've scored a goal. Um, if we do anything in sport, if you if you win an Olympic medal, it's, it's great while well, you've won it, but then you've got to get ready for the next Olympic Games in four years' time. It doesn't last, does it? And that's what Paul said. He said, even though you go into strict training, uh, and in those days they used to win a crown of laurels, of leaves. That was what you won if you did really well at sport. Um, But it's something that doesn't last. It's happiness that doesn't last. But what we do in Jesus Christ is we get a crown that will last forever. And that's the beauty about joy is that it is something which is permanent It will never, ever stop. The joy that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ today is a joy that we will have forever. Now, we can't understand that because we don't fully understand forever. Uh, And if we try to think forever in the past, our minds just can't do it. But Paul tells us that our joy is a joy that will last forever. And that was one of the other great presents that the angel brought Sorry, yes, Uh, it'll last forever. So, um, we have to think of Jesus not only as the baby in the manger, but also as Jesus of the cross. And we've seen why that's important because it was only through the cross that we could have the peace. uh, And and therefore, that peace and that salvation that we have through Jesus Christ is part of that uh, wonderful joy that is ours forever. And it's important that we don't leave Jesus in the manger. Um, Sometimes I think people uh, have sentimentality about Christmas. They they, they look at the the scene um, in the stable, uh, and then they put it away for next year. Uh, And that's not what we should do. We should never leave Jesus in the manger. And uh, one thing to remember is, of course, that both the manger and the cross are empty. Uh, And it's quite fitting that uh, they were going to put the manger away today, but... uh, It's been left there, and if you look inside it, it's an empty manger, and we have a cross here, which is an empty cross, and that is because Jesus, our Saviour, is alive and is real. This Christmas story is not a myth, it is not a legend, it is not a story, it is reality. It's the most important reality that you and I will ever know. And that's the important message that we need to take home with us today. And that's why we have such joy, because it is real. We really have salvation in Christ from our sin. We really have everlasting life. We really have a joy forever. And that's the great message. So just to remind ourselves of those three presents, the angels promised a message of great joy and a Saviour who is Christ the Lord... And the angels, together with the heavenly host, glorified God for the peace that he had brought through our Savior Jesus Christ. And really, uh, let us celebrate that, and also let us share it. And and one of the reasons why this present's full of uh, chocolate money is that this is for sharing. So, would someone like to help share this out, make sure that all the young people have got... uh, got some chocolate. Nobody interested in chocolate? <laughs> You're going to give chocolate out to everybody. Make sure all the, all the children have chocolate, and then um, if there's some left over, choose people who look as if they might like chocolate. Yeah? <laughs> uh, and this is the important thing, that all that we know about the Lord Jesus Christ is something to celebrate, yes, but it's also something to share. Something as wonderful as this is not something just to be kept to ourselves. And we can go out of this place this morning and we can go back to our families and we can go and uh, eat the leftovers from Christmas dinner if there's still some leftovers left. Uh, And we can do all those things. But what we need to do is to share the joy of Christmas and the true message of Christmas to everyone we meet. And uh, I'm reminded of those wonderful words from Romans, which are actually a quotation anyway but it says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Well, I'm not going to show you my feet because they're not terribly beautiful, but when I go and tell people about Jesus, they are the most beautiful feet on this planet, and your feet can be exactly the same. So please, as you leave this place, do be those beautiful feet that bring the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who gives us joy forever because he's brought peace for us on the cross.